Welcome everyone to Missing Bits. Today I have the honour of talking to someone who lives life to the fullest. With us today is Jeff Chandler. Jeff is 57 years young and has achieved things I get tired just listening to. Jeff comes from Geelong in Victoria and is an amputee and a peer support volunteer with Limbs for Life. Welcome Jeff to Missing Bits. How are you today? I'm good buddy. I'm, I'm really good. I'm going to go through a short list of things you have done in no particular order before we get started. Fun runs. A 5K fun run six weeks after your amputation. A 60-kilometre walk raising money for cancer research. Kokoda twice. Climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Plus all the training for these things. Plus you have a job. Exactly when do you sleep? Yeah, it's uh, sometimes it's uh, dawning. I uh, I get to bed pretty early actually at night. So I'm usually in bed about seven. I'm usually up around about four four thirty. Hit the gym and uh, yeah, go from there. That's that's a pretty big effort, I reckon. Uh, sometimes it is, but yeah, got to do what you have to do. I guess, I guess when you enjoy that sort of thing, it doesn't become a a, a trial. It becomes something you enjoy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I love it. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. Oh, look, it, it, it has its ups and downs. And, you know, like the first time I did Kokoda was uh, pretty daunting and it was hard. And I always said I'd never ever do it again. But five years to the day, I was I was, I was over there doing it again. I'm thinking, hell, why have I done it again for? <laughs> but yeah, that's the way it is. <laughs> yep. There are some people like that. I used to be a massage therapist, and one of the hardest things I used to find about treating athletes was actually getting them to stop. <laughs> yeah, what's, that's what my lady says. Oh, my lady, sorry. That's what the, the lady who makes my legs, she, she just cannot keep up with the legs. I just got a new one yep. uh, recently, and, yeah, I go for them like, like hotcakes. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. I, I was, a, I was a, um, a childhood amputee, so I had my foot off when I was five. And my teenage years was, just, it felt like every week I was getting a new leg because I'd broken the last one. <laughs> All grown yeah, up. I was a bit like that. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't broken them, but I was uh, wearing them out, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll examine those things in a moment. First, I want to know a bit about you. Where did you grow up? Uh, I was born and bred in Geelong. I've lived here all my life. I've I've had a couple of uh, stints in different places around Victoria, like Shepparton and, and Moore and that, but... Uh, I always have to come back home again. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I've been here all my life. It's, it's not a bad place to long. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, look, it, we've got the best beaches down here. I, I, I was down the beach yesterday down in Torquay. I had a bit of a stroll between Torquay and Anglesey and back again. But uh, yeah, you can't beat the beaches down here. And and plus, I only live a five minute walk away from Eastern Beach, which is just on the in the Cry Bay sort of area. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful down there, and yeah, I have a bit of a stroll down there every day. Yeah, some of my, some of my wife's family live down in um, it's we call it Ocean Grove because um, it's the oh, yeah, next yeah. next suburb along. So we get down to Long quite a bit, and and it's a pretty place. Mm, it is. It's it's come up a, a treat in the last couple of years. Like you, like uh, they used to call it the old Sleepy Hollow, and you'd get in Eastern Beach, and it was just it wasn't wasn't nice at all, but. The council, you know, credit to them. They've done a, a marvellous job over the last few years, or last 10, 12 years, and it looks really, really nice. Nice. You've got a reasonable footy team down there too. Uh, we we have so, yes. I, got, I, I do get membership tickets and my seats down there. I go there every year. Uh, rain, hail, shine, and uh, 
sometimes I crack the shit, I crack a, a little bit when when they lose, but yeah, other than that, nah, it's yeah, all I good. Think we all do I that. love them. I'm a, I'm a Carlton yeah. supporter, so I'm quite used to cracking it. Uh, I won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you go to school around Geelong? Yes, I did. It. Uh, uh, I went to Bell Park Technical School. I was going to say college, and it wasn't a college. I went to Bell Park Tech. Uh, I was there for year nine, and uh, actually, an old an old football friend of mine who played for Geelong, Terry Bright, he got me a job as soon as I turned fifteen at the uh, abattoirs in Geelong, and uh, I never looked back. I, I've worked ever since I was fifteen. Yeah, never been unemployed. I think Terry Bright had a nice left foot, didn't he? He. No, that was no. He well, he, actually, most of the guys in them days they had left and right. He was uh, he was a good kick on the left, but he was originally a right footer. There yeah. you go. There you go. I, yeah. I always thought of him as a left footer. Did you? Uh, you he go. would have loved it. He would love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you into extreme things when you were a kid, or was it was it just normal sports? No, I, I was into football, basketball. I wasn't much of a cricketer. I actually I actually took up cricket when my son. Was in the under 17s, and then he and he got he got put up into the reserves and seniors, and I thought I'd have a crack, and uh, no, it just wasn't me. I was I was scared stiff of the cricket ball. If they played with a tennis ball, I would have played. I would have still <laughs> play now. I think that's but, a different yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the old cricket balls are really really hard. I, I must admit, my um, when I was a kid, I really wanted to play. I loved cricket, um, and mm-hmm. I wanted to play cricket and. Um, my first day out on the field was about 38 degrees. They stuck me down at fine leg for the whole day, and I thought, no, nah, this, this has got balls on it. I'm off. Yeah. I'm happy to watch. No, I did the same. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he kept on playing, and then I retired after about two games. <laughs> that was me. I made 14. I made 14. I was going to say not out, but I was out. I made 14, and, uh, yeah, it was my highest score in ever cricket. So leaving school, what did you want to do? I always wanted to be a panel beater, but I ever, never, I never, I didn't finish school, obviously, to the, to to go to do that sort of thing. So uh, I end up working at the, the uh, abattoirs, and I end up leaving there and went to Shepparton for a couple of months, a couple of years, and come back and uh, I worked in fertilizer uh, phosphate, which is a fertilizer uh, organisation in Geelong, uh, Fords for a few years, and then. Uh, Things happened. Then I had me at me uh, motorbike accident in 1985, and that put me back a, a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's t- take us through the accident. Well, it was in well, uh, it was in 1985, uh, April the 22nd. I had the accident, but be, the day before that, I played my uh, first game of footy for the season against Coburg. It was a great day. We lost by about. Lost by about 300 points, which wasn't too bad actually, because we used to get smashed all the time. Yeah. But uh, I end up nearly. Uh, I think I kicked one goal three, I, and that was that was actually our score. Yeah. And uh, I got best on ground. Like I, uh, I, all I had was about four kicks, one mark, and a handball. Yeah. All the rest of the guys didn't get a touch of the ball because it, we were just absolutely shocking. It's hard to touch it when uh, it's going over your head all the time. What's that? Sorry. It's hard to touch it when it's going over your head all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know it, it is. Uh, and uh, yeah, the next day uh, on the on the Monday, I, I, I started my new job at Herds. It was uh, it was a meatworks as well. And uh, yeah, I started there on the Monday. And about four thirty that night, I got cleaned up by a car and ended up in hospital for about nine months after that. Wow, that's a long time. 
Yeah, it was. I broke a few bones in my body. I broke my hip and pelvis and, and uh, femur, uh, humerus, uh, other part of my arm, which is below the elbow, and, uh, yeah, a couple of ribs. And, yeah, apart from that, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah. But so I didn't lose the legs then, though. After all that, were you able to get back to work and stuff? Oh, it took a couple of years. Uh, 85, I had the accident. In 87, uh, the football club I'm associated with is Geelong West St. Peter's. Oh, well, Geelong West. Uh, that was in the VFA. There was a bloke by the name of uh, Glenn Bow, which was uh, our president, and he ran a wool shed in North Geelong. And uh, he offered me a job because I was bored. I, I needed to do something because I just wanted to do something because I was always hands-on. Yeah. Uh, so we got me a job in the wool shed, and I absolutely hated it. It, it stunk. It was really, really horrible being in a sheep uh, sheep shed, and it was just off. But anyway, I ended up uh, staying there for 30 years. I just oh, wow. retired about two years ago from there. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So leading leading up to the amputation, you were having problems with your leg. Yeah, I did. It was like it was deformed. It was about two about two inches shorter than the other. I I did have difficulty uh, getting around, but when I had a built-up shoe inside it, but I did I did uh, I think it was about eight or nine. Uh, back in the early nineties, the the runs used to be called the Dream Run. It's called uh, the Run for the Kids now around the MCG and all that. Yeah. I did about eight eight or nine of those in a row. That was 10, 10, 12k. Uh, yeah, I, I used to do a lot, lot of running, and uh, it was starting to irritate and get a little bit sore, so I stopped doing it. And uh, yeah, I just ended up just doing little fun runs around Geelong, you know, four or five k ones. Just four or five k. Yeah, just yeah, the ten k was getting a little bit, a little bit too much for me. So the leg was, the leg was giving you a bit of trouble, and you made yeah. a decision. No, well, uh, my leg was giving me trouble, but. Look, you, you sort of had to put put that in the back of your head because it, it was always going to be pain there, no matter what. Yep. So I just did what I had to do. But this particular day, I just went for a walk along along Aberdeen Street into Long West, and uh, I slipped and and fell and broke broke the uh, the bottom part of my leg, and it was just uh, it just deteriorated from there because I, I went back in the hospital for a few weeks, then I had plaster on it for a good four or five months, and he decided to take it off, and it just just didn't heal. So. Uh, he decided that, or he asked me whether I wanted to be amputated or go and try something else. I said, no, I'm over it. So I said, just we just uh, play it and just take it off. Bite, just take it off. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2010, I had it taken off in May 19th of May. Isn't it funny how we all know the dates? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, them sort of dates always <laughs> stick in your head. They do a bit. So after after the amputation, you would have had um, rehab, needed support, and all that sort of stuff. How was that? Yeah, no, I uh, I was only in a Geelong hospital for two weeks when I take when I had it taken off. Then I went over to a rehabilitation centre for six, uh, yeah, five or six weeks at the McKellar Centre in uh, North Geelong. Uh, yeah, I that's where I started riding the bike a bit over there. I, I got the leg on, and and from day one when I got the leg on, it was just Oh, it was just like heaven. It was there was no pain, no nothing. Because walking around for twenty six years with that 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 deformed leg, it was just it was a relief. Getting, 
getting that off, it was uh, it was good. And then I was back in the gym probably a week after I I had the leg taken off and uh, started doing a little bit of uh, treadmill and yeah, got a little bit quicker and quicker and uh, yeah, I wasn't looking back then. So it really changed things for yeah. you. Oh, I would never have I would never have been able to do Kokoda, Matt Kilimanjaro and the and the runs I did after I had I, I ran better with the, an artificial leg than I did when I had me the me leg before that. Sure. Like I've done a few more runs after that, yeah. So speaking of Kokoda, how was it? Mm-hmm. It was it was a challenge, but it was it was it was great being over there. I mean, I, I went with a bunch of uh, fought another people, uh, and and they made it they made it worthwhile. I mean, I, I struggled a bit, but they kept on you know like cheering me up and not so much cheering me up, but just uh, getting me going. And uh, yeah, it look I had me days. It was really really hard. I'm not I'm not going to say it was easy because it's probably one of the hardest things I've done. Uh, and but in saying that, it was it was a pleasure doing it. I I really enjoyed doing it because at the end of the day, we'd we'd have us uh, we'd get with our porters and have a little bit of sing along and have something to eat and and just play. What it, uh, they had instruments. They like had a little little band, uh, not a banjo, uh, like a little ukulele, and they used to play their songs and yeah, it was great. And then you go to bed and you wake up in the morning and back to square one again. Pain up and down. It was just either up and it was just down. Yeah. yeah. Some days it was like you know you'd be walking eight hours a day and you don't you don't get six k, seven k, eight k. It was just yeah. Some of it was really really hard. Yeah, it sounds pretty full on. But, from what I know about it. Mm, but the second one was a, a little bit harder. That I the second time I actually got really crook over there and I had to be put on a drip. I dehydrated that bad that they had to put a drip on me. I hung it from a tree, and we had still six hours to go to the to our next village where we were camping that night, and it was belting down with rain. All I wanted to do is just crawl under a tree and die. Oh, I really wow. did. It was just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. What about what about Mount yeah. Kilimanjaro? Why 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 that one? Uh, well, I did a fundraiser for that. I I got actually talked into it. Someone said to me, she. Well, they actually did say, why don't, why don't you have a crack at Everest? I said, I oh, don't, don't even don't even go there. I would never, ever do that. Yeah. They said, oh, what, Mount Kilimanjaro? I go, well, where's that? I had no idea where Mount Kilimanjaro was. Didn't even know what it was. So I looked it all up, and it was practically basically the same as uh, Everest Base Camp. And I thought, oh, no. Once I, once I put something to my mind and say yes, I'm going to have to do it. And and I, I turned around and says, yeah, I'll have a crack at that. And then bang, it all started from there. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a fundraiser. So I went to a cancer clinic in Geelong and I uh, asked them, look, you know, I've, 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 uh, I've got an artificial leg and uh, I want to do a do a fundraiser. And, and uh, I'd be happy to do a fundraiser. Here. What I was planning to do was I'm going to do Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, that's nearly 5,700. Five, five, 5, Meters or something, ran about that. I can't remember exactly. Uh, they were they were more than happy to do it, and uh, yeah, we got into it and done some fundraiser. And my plan was to raise about five grand for him. Yeah, it was good. So five five thousand seven hundred meters is five point seven kilometers, if I'm not wrong. That's that's a long way up. Oh, it's uh, you familiar with the Yu Yangs? Because this is how yes. I can put it. I, this is, when I talk to people, when I talk to kids, and that. 
I'd, I'd turn around because I'm always down the waterfront talking to them. I say, "See the Yingers over there? Well, that's 365 metres. You put 17 of those on top of each other. That's the high. That's as high as Mount Kilimanjaro." <laughs> yeah, that's extreme. That's a good way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. How much, that how was much hard. That was really hard. How much training did you have to do for that? Oh God, I had to do a hell of a lot. I trained twice a day for probably five months to to the to the day I was doing it. Carrying a backpack around with me, uh, walking along the beach down at down in Torquay. Uh, it, you, you can't get yourself any fitter than what you can get you know, to do it. It's yep. mainly the the biggest thing over there was the altitude. It was really really hard to breathe, and and I got really crook over there. Uh, and and I wasn't the only one. Everyone had their ups and downs over there, and and including Dakota, everyone had their ups and downs over there. I wasn't I wasn't the only one who was, uh, you know, like sore and sorry for myself. Everybody else was. Everyone had their their days. Uh, yeah. I was going. Matt gonna, Kelly was. Uh, God, sorry. I was going to ask about the oxygen levels um, and what it was like. I'm I've been to um, Colorado in the US and um, been up in the mountains there, and it's really difficult to breathe. Um, so oh, it is, and and they're they're not even mountains compared to something like Kilimanjaro. Mm, like I got halfway up there, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, wow, what's that? It was a hunk of hunk of steel, a hunk of steel. It was a hunk of ice, and it was funny. We, because you you get a little bit delirious. I got delirious, and so did one of the other guys. And he asked for a drink of water out of my drink bottle, and I give it to him, and he's looked at it, and he's drinking. And he goes, "Where'd you get the ice from?" There was a, <laughs> a block of me, me water froze up, and I said, and I was a little bit smart. I said, where do you reckon I got it from? There's a milk bar just over there. And you know what he did? He actually turned around and looked for it. I thought, oh, God, you're crazier than I am. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, dear. Yeah, so things do, things over in, in Mount Killer, they do play on your mind, and, and they make you think about different things and aren't even there, you know. So yeah, but we had our good fun. We uh, <clears throat> when I was over there, we ended up going to two of the uh, the uh, what are they called? Uh, the where all the animals are again? I can't remember. Uh, safari we had one of the, the two best safaris around there. Yep. It was magnificent. Yeah, excellent. And then we laid back on then we laid back on uh, Zanzibar Island with Freddie Mercury was born. Oh, went nice. over there for a week and yeah, it was just went to his bar and sat in there and wow, it looks really good. Yeah. So yeah, doing the hard yards first, and then relaxing after that. I, I enjoyed doing that sort of stuff. When did when did you learn about limbs for life? Uh, well, it was funny because a few years ago, I uh, I got nominated for a Pride of Australia, and I had an email there, and, and it was a, a Melissa Noonan, and I looked and I thought, oh, who's that? So I, I read it, and she goes, Hi, my name is Melissa Noonan, and I'm from uh, Limbs for Life. I'd just like to congratulate you and all the best for for your uh your your pride of Australia, you know. And uh and I and I thought, oh that was really nice of her. Anyway, I, I actually texted her back and I say, Hi Melissa, this is Jeff Chandler and then and we just started hitting it off with each other when we started talking and uh I ended up going to a couple of the Christmas breakups and uh yeah, uh peer support come up and I thought, Yeah, that sounds like a plan. I reckon I might have a crack at doing it. So I joined it. And uh, I, I haven't done a great deal for him as a peer support person because I've got so much other stuff doing in here and, and working full time and all that. And uh, yeah, so I thought to myself, 
Yeah, I've got to do something for him one day. Fair enough. Speaking of which, Canberra. Yeah, that's uh, a bit out of the uh, ordinary, but I couldn't think of anything else because <laughs> when I bought me plane ticket, when I bought me plane ticket to go to Canberra for the uh, conference and that, uh, I only had enough money to for a one-way ticket, and I thought, well, what's the best way to get home? And look at the beautiful scenery because it's magnificent countryside along along the Hume and you know between Yass and and uh, Benalla and that. So thought the only way you're going to have a look at it properly is uh, walk back home. <laughs> you're insane. You're insane. <laughs> so usually at this point in the podcast, I'm I'm asking people what they're doing next, what they have planned for next. But but today I actually knew. So to to explain to everyone on the on April the 28th. Following immediately after the amped up National Amputee Conference in Canberra, Jeff will be walking from Canberra to Melbourne to raise funds for Limbs for Life. Jeff, just just take us through the walk and what sort of training's involved and what motivated you to come up with this idea. Yeah, well, I talked into it again because uh, everyone, every time I go to a, a party or, or or I'm out, everyone always asks us, "What's your next adventure? What's your next adventure?" And I go, "Oh, I don't know." And I just, I just, it just popped up because I, I said I was going to a conference in Canberra, and I go, oh, I'm going to Canberra, and uh, I'm going to walk back, and uh, they go, oh, yeah, but you're not going to do that. And then I thought about it, and I thought, well, I reckon I might, <laughs> I reckon I might. <laughs> and uh, I looked at some things, and I, I rang Melissa and says, oh, can I come and see her? I, I've got an idea I'd like to chuck to you and see what you think. And she goes, I'm like. God, and uh, yeah, and I says if you can help me help me do some things, and I'll help you and try to raise a bit of awareness and funds uh, for Limbs for Life, because you know at the end of the day you do a great job, and we want you to be around here a lot longer than uh, than what we're going to probably be around. So we just want to, yeah, I want to keep it going, and I want to try to to do do as much help as I possibly can. Yeah. How long How long do you think it'll take you? Well, I've got the list right in front of me here, and uh, uh, I hope it takes me 15 days at, at around about 50 kilometres a day. There is a couple of days in there is a, a bit bigger than 50, a bit longer than 50, sorry, but uh, yeah, that's the way it is, I suppose. I mean, there is towns there where I, I I have to stop. I can't can't avoid them because there's nothing really there. I've got a couple of towns there. I did write it down. Uh, there's towns where there's very little population, yep. but saying that, there's a few towns here who's got population, and uh, hopefully uh, we, I can have a bit of a chat when I get to them and hopefully raise funds there, you know, put the uh, website out, and uh, yeah, like I've got, uh, like, yes, that's, that's 16,000 people. You've got Hallbrook, uh, nearly two. Uh, you've got Wodonga, which is a big one, is 106, and uh, Wangaroo and Benalla. Uh, I've got some friends in Benalla, so I'm going, actually going to Benalla in a couple of weeks to, to uh, meet up with a couple of people and have a bit of a chat. Yeah, so. It sounds it sounds pretty full on. Um, I've got... I've oh, also, look, it's going to be... I've, I've also got a, a list of where you're going to be and approximate dates and things like that. So in if everyone has a look at the show notes, they'll see where Jeff is going to be or what his plans are um, and go out and see him. Um, do a bit of a walk with him. Um, I'll also have um, links in the show notes to the website promoting it, and um, if if you want to register your support with Limbs for Life for with, for Jeff's walk, there's a link there as well. 
there's all sorts of stuff to look at in the show notes. Oh, uh, look, uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, on the website there, if anyone wants to uh, jump in and have a, have a stroll with me, by all means, I mean, the, I've got towns around, around about 45 kilometres from each town, but they don't have to do that. They can get dropped off halfway and, and, and walk 10k with me and, and have a bit of a chat. I'd be, I'd be more than happy because uh, I think it's going to be a, a lonely old uh, stretch of uh, road for me for 15 days if I don't have anyone to talk to. I'll end up going mad. <laughs> and so I'd be really appreciated if I did have some people walk along with me and uh, we'd stop on the side of the road, have a have a have a water and uh, a bite to eat, and 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 get back out to work again. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to um, getting up to Canberra um, for the conference. I've I've been to a couple now, and they are really for me they're a really big deal. It's it's lovely being in a place where we're not all the same, but we are the same. Um, and we're, we're going through the through the same thing, but different things, and we can talk around and chat and have a beer and have a coffee and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting up there, and I'd love to share a, a, a water with you or a coffee, and I might even start the walk with you. Oh, great. Uh, I won't be sharing a beer. I mean, a water with you before I start. I'll be sharing a beer with you. Don't worry about that. I'm up for a beer anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, I think my my niece is organising a few people to walk too because she lives in Canberra and I'm staying at her place up there. Oh, excellent. She just lives on the uh, on the river or the lake or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, so I just uh, look uh, at the end of the day. I can sit here and tell you I don't I don't know whether I'm going to complete it. I don't know whether I'm going to make it, uh, but I'm sure going to give it a big crack. And uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, I'll do what I have to do. Sure. How how will you go in the case of um of breakdowns if you need repairs and that sort of stuff? Oh, I've got I've got to go. And, I've got <laughs> I've got three legs. I'm going to be taking with me. Oh, well, oh, sorry, two. I've got one on, and I'll have two in my bag. And uh, yeah, I've got my little tools and that there. Uh, Justine from McAllison, she showed me how to uh, yeah fix some bits and pieces on it. So. It's like a little Meccano set, so yeah, I know how to look look after that. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not the um, the amputation what's going to uh, let me down. If anything lets me down, it'll be it'll be the the old hip because uh, the hip's been playing up the last couple of years. But yeah, I um I can put up with that. <laughs> Sounds like you can put up with just about anything, mate. Uh, I try to. You have to. You have to because it's um, yeah, it's what it is. It's what it is. What it is. Yep. Yep. I agree. Well, thanks, Jeff, for sharing your amazing story with us. If you enjoy our podcast, and download, like, rate, review it on your choice of device or app, and share it with anyone you think might enjoy it, especially this one because we want to get Jeff's story out there. It really does help. Join us on our dedicated Facebook page. Just log in and search for the Missing Bits podcast. Thanks so much, Jeff, for having a chat with us. I look forward to seeing you in Canberra and maybe having a beer. No problem, Gary. Yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up to to a lot of people. I've had a lot of support on on Facebook and uh, and uh, a lot of people have donated uh, funds so far, and uh, it's uh, really good. It's uh, it's looking positive. So I'm looking forward to to catching up with a lot of people up in Canberra. And uh, and yourself and uh, Mel, sit back and relax and have a nice quiet beer after the first day of conference. Fair enough. Thanks so much, Jeff.
Everyone look at the show no notes, worries. see where he's going to be, follow the links, donate to the cause. It's going to be amazing. Have a great night, Jeff. No worries, you too, Gary. Thanks, Thanks for talking, mate. mate. No worries, bye. Cheers.